If you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, 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 CEO Mischief Makers. Welcome to the conversation. MKJ here. You know me, hopefully. If this is your first time, welcome. I can't wait to share the mic with this incredible gentleman that you probably see on the screen if you're watching this, but you're going to hear in just a second, Pablo Gonzalez. Pablo, hey, welcome. How you doing? MKJ, I'm doing phenomenal. Happy to be here talking with you. Just pumped to do oh this. God. I appreciate the invite. Yes. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. All right. So if you could just tell people just a quick little, people who don't know you yet, just a, a quick little synopsis, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get this show on the road. Yeah. A guy that's been obsessed with the relationship building his whole life and influence his whole life. And at some point decided that I wanted to make a living feeling like I was utilizing my superpower. And about nine years ago, had a big aha moment at my brother's funeral where 1,200 people showed up. And at that point, the idea of the value of community became very, very real to me. And as a relationship builder and a business developer at the time, I I realized that you build businesses, you build relationships through adding value. And once once that became so clear to me, it kind of sent me on this path of really trying to figure out how to make community creation the future of business development, of which I, I don't think it is anymore. I think we're there. Yeah. So I don't really see it as the future, but I've been just kind of evangelizing it for a while. What I do is I figured out that community is something everybody thinks is really nice to have, but it's not a Monday morning problem for most people. They're not getting the Sunday scaries thinking, oh my God, I got to do community tomorrow. But they are thinking that they need to solve business objectives like reduce the cost of acquiring clients and increase lifetime value and increase closed one rates and things of that sort. And if you can leverage content creation in a way that is designed specifically to build trust, that is something that hits the low-hanging fruit of conversion rates and cost of client acquisition and lifetime value much quicker. And then the North Star is community. So I figured out a way to create inception of community by content marketing strategies that are designed to build trust. Wow. That's why you and I have had a couple of conversations and uh, get along so well. So I really can't wait to dive into that. First off, you know, obviously we can't gloss over this whole mindset shift that you had during your brother's funeral. Massive time. We can't just gloss over that. Mm -hmm. Since this is what we're talking about, mindset shifts, and that had to start first. You had to have that aha, that realization, and yeah. then shift your mindset to embrace that idea. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about that. How did that come about? And why did you apply that community at a funeral of a human being celebrating a human being's life into community with business? Man, you know, I would think that the mindset shift for me started before that. I think the first semblance of the mindset shift is I remember it's really weird to talk about it now, but I remember reading this like interview with Zach Galifianakis. You know who that is? Funny fat guy from The Hangover? No. Nope. 
so comedian, right? Yeah. And in this interview, I've always loved comedy. I've always been an entertaining guy. And in this interview, he was just talking about how, in a jovial fashion, he was just talking about, there's just nothing else I could do. Like all I've ever thought about is being funny. And, you know, there was nothing else I could do. And I remember like being really pissed about that interview and be like, well, that's great for Zach Belfanakis because being funny has a career path of comedian and actor. That's not me, right? Like I love being a funny guy, but what I love is making friends with people. And how could I ever say that there's no other path? And that, that just kind of started me down this path. And luckily I was building a business, but also at the same time, I got really involved with my community. I, I, I raised my hand to start a nonprofit young professionals group for Habitat for Humanity when they like sent out a, a call for it. And that got me down this like parallel path in my career formation. I was in the construction industry then. I had a green building consulting company and it exposed me to a completely different type of formation, right? It, it exposed me to number one, this idea that the most influential people in Miami all sat on boards of charities. And by starting this like young professional group for Habitat, it got me on that board as like the, you know, the dumbest person in the room as everybody likes to be. And that was a big aha moment to me. And they all to a T said that they got there by serving others. So with that insight, I started thinking, well, how can I be of service, right? Like, how can I really maximize this whole thing? And when my brother passed and I realized that the key to the game, I had already realized that the key to the game was being of value to others. I had already made the mindset shift of, hey, this isn't about me trying to be the funniest guy in the room or the coolest guy in the room. This is about me making you feel like the most interesting, coolest, funniest person in the room. And I realized that that was the key to building relationships. Once this value of community hit me and the way it hit me was, you know, grew up Catholic. I'm a Hispanic guy, grew up Catholic. And ever since being a teenager, I've had my my issues with the cat, you know, my things <laughs> with the Catholic church that I haven't been crazy yeah. about. Yeah. And I've always been kind of like half foot in, half foot out since like my teenage years and sitting in that church and seeing 1200 people show up and having this aha moment of no matter what I felt before about, you know, like the organized religion of it all, these people, these 1200 people have made the last two years so much easier than they could have been. And, and this worst moment of mine and my family's life, so much more bearable, you know, like this is, I can't imagine a greater value. And if, if this whole game is about adding value to others, I can never leave this value. And I don't know why they say that in your darkest moments, the moments of greatest pain come with greatest clarity. And I just had this moment of clarity of, oh, that just solved for churn, <laughs> right? Like, and at that point, it was just undeniable to me. My next leap was, oh, so that's not very different than like if I buy a Harley Davidson, two years later, I can't go get a Honda motorcycle because I'm going to lose all my friends. That's right. <laughs> so other businesses are doing this stuff. Yeah. And I just became a dog on a scent and I just couldn't unsee it. It connected the dots of, I have this thing that I consider my superpower and I saw a, you know, a super value that I could create with my superpower of knowing how to connect people. And then from there, it was like, okay, how do I myself implement this into business cases? Yeah. And that's a, you went through so many different kinds of communities there. And obviously the religious community is one of the strongest because it surpasses all human issues, right? It, it helps us get through those. But any kind of community, you know, people dealing with cancer. I recently got a Tesla and I'm telling you, that's a community, a Huge. major community. Totally. It's yeah. just, it's really cool. And to feel like I belong to that, to feel like I mm -hmm. belong to other people who have that same idea that I do. And of course, it's very controversial, whether it's actually saving the planet or not. That's not the reason I got it. <laughs> right? 
I don't want to have to use gas, right? So correct. And my electricity is very low. So, you know, and it's the much ultimate better. gadget. Like let's just call it it's the ultimate oh tech my gadget. Gosh. Yeah. It really, and I'm absolutely one of those people that yeah. love the latest thing. Totally. So to go through that transformation, and you said your superpower, and I'm assuming to connect those dots, you're talking about relationship building and connecting people is your superpower. Yeah. Listen, I, I think the simplest, when you really boil it down, I think my superpower is that I fall in love with everyone I meet. Like I, I, for whatever reason, it's very easy for me to see something fascinating in everyone I talk to. And I'm a really good communicator. So it makes me a world-class hype man, which makes me really good at getting people to like each other. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And then taking that and looking at the businesses you might serve or the communities that you might serve and seeing how you can connect them to the products or services or businesses that need them and that they need. Yeah. It just is a natural fit. So with that, because I know you and I also agree on community, we agree on a lot of category design and and things like that. But take that the next step, because once you have a community, really the way to solidify that community is through a movement, through them all being focused on something. Like you talked about the Young Entrepreneurs for Habitat for Humanity. That's a movement. There's a purpose in that beyond just the community and that they're all striving for. And you can have a community that's great, but if they aren't following, they aren't going toward a movement to make things better as a collective, it's just a bunch of people getting a lot, you know, hanging out, drinking a beer, right? That's not a strong community and engaged community toward a movement. So how are you then taking that mindset shift and going to that level with movement with the businesses that you might serve? I mean, it's, it's exactly what you're saying, right? Like the reason why we were able to unify as a group of young professionals supporting Habitat is because we all believed in the same mission and we were all solving a problem, right? Like, yes, we got personal benefit from putting Habitat Young Professional on our resume. We got personal benefit from like being on the board of Habitat and having access to board members and all these different things. But we all aligned under this idea that we all agree that breaking generational poverty cycle through giving somebody a very affordably built home with a no interest mortgage was a very good hand up instead of a handout that would create the right incentives that would make this stuff happen, that would make our city better and make the world better. And if you zoom out on that and you apply that to business, it's not very unsimilar to needing both those sides of the coin, right? Like you need to have something everybody cares about, right? Like if you boil down to like how you build this stuff, it generally starts you know, from zero, it starts with somebody that really, really cares about something. And that someone is what I call like the first evangelist, right? Like, and if you are evangelizing something, <laughs> not unsimilar to religion, right? If you're evangelizing <laughs> this like need for something, it works better than telling everybody how great you are. So my first business, when I was a green building consultant in Miami, before I, before I knew what category design was or, or, or had the language around it all, I know now that it worked really well for me because in all of these rooms while I was building, you know, these young professional groups and blah, blah, blah. When people were asking me what I do, I wasn't like, I'm a green building consultant and I'm the best green building consultant. And if you need green building consulting, it's me. I would tell people, I believe, and there is a whole bunch of data to show that Miami has a really strong chance to being the sacrificial lamb for first world sea level rise problems. And I can't unsee that. 
So I'm here to work on that. That's why I moved here from California. That's why I do all this stuff and whatever, right? And that when someone approaches you like that, it is so much easier to be like, well, shit, yeah, man, I see it too. Like I want to be a part. How do I get involved? And then it's and then it's a lot easier to get going, right? So with businesses, it's a similar fashion in the sense of if you can find the intersection between where your clientele, like the identity that they want to have and the problem that stops them from getting them there and the problems that can be solved on the way to doing that. And you are one part of the equation and be very cognizant that you're not the whole equation in whatever transformation your client needs to make. Then you can approach from a standpoint of service, right? Like if, if I talk to you about my brand or my abilities or whatever, or my product, then you think I'm here to sell you something. Whereas if I talk to you about a problem that, you know, I believe exists in your life and like a nuanced take on it, then you think I'm there to help you. So from that regard, you need the mission, you need the problem, you need to be able to solidify from it. And you never really start a conversation with anybody. The best you can hope to do is enter and join a conversation already happening in their head. And this idea of showing up under the flag of a problem that we can agree on allows you to just like get in step with that. And the next step is like, okay, so that's the mission. That's what this community is about. Now everybody needs a role in it, right? Like everybody needs a what's in it for me and a benefit that I'm going to get personally inside the community and outwardly signaling outside of the community in order to make it all work. And finding the intersection between all that is, is the name of the game. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 